Hello, and welcome back to Crimax. This week's episode is going to be on the Jacksonville Strangler, one that is very close to home for us. I'm going to turn it over to my pumpkin-haired beauty for a little bit more <laughs> in-depth synopsis before we get started. All right, thank you, weirdo. So today we're talking about Paul DeRusso, the Jacksonville Strangler. He has at least seven confirmed victims. It is suspected he has several more over in Germany, but they can't be connected at the moment. Maybe in the future they will be. But today we're going to talk about the Jacksonville Strangler because we live in Jacksonville and I figured it'd be good to have one that's from here. So what's our fun fact before we get into the case? So a fun fact, which we could have definitely used when we went over John Wayne Gacy. Gacy, the clown killer. Yeah. Yeah. So ever since about the 1940s, any type of makeup artists or performers, anything like that. Or clown. Yeah. Clowns. Uh, more notoriously for clowns. Anytime they wanted to copyright their face, right, like their, their, style. their, their design, their style, and right. so forth, they actually used eggs that they would have to paint their their style or their design on an egg. Well, you're saying used to. Don't they still do this? I b- believe so. Uh, I just don't know where they're stored or anything like that. I haven't dug too, too deep. But I know this you know, used to be a thing, and it's still fairly prevalent. I just don't know too much more about it. But I do remember hearing in the past that this actually was a thing. The more I say it, I do remember actually um, well, th- hearing about it. It is a thing for 100%. It's a, it's a fact. But yeah, no, where yeah. they keep the eggs, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they keep it in a clown college, you know? But, like, certain people have a certain trademark face, and you can totally see it, you know, on anything. Yeah. All right, so you ready to get in today's case? Let's do it. All right, so today we're talking about Paul DeRusso. He was born on August 11th, 1970 in Beaumont, Texas. Look, babe, you hate Texas stuff, but he was born there. It always traces back to either Texas or California. Yeah, basically. I think we should just get rid of those states. No more serial killers. Is that how you solve this problem? (laughs) Anyways, he lived with his mother's family after his dad left his mother, and his mother was unwed, so they decided to move in with their family over in L.A., so he got his first job in 19 as a security guard, which was really easy for him since he's very tall at 6'6", which is very tall. Like, that's ideal heights for a man, I think. I mean, hey, 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 I got everybody's preferences. I love you, even though you're not super tall. But, like, he's 6'6", and that's, like, impressive, especially for a serial killer. There are certain serial killers that are known for being big stature and really good at killing people, I guess. Well, I'm thinking like I'm thinking like Ed Kemper, who was like six nine and was like the big friendly giant until he murdered everybody, you know. But this guy is six six. He was first arrested in California in early 1992 for concealed carrying a firearm without a permit. And also, I tried to look up that was a felony. It can be or cannot be. It was in California. It's up to the judge whether they want to consider that a felony or a misdemeanor. But that did not stop him from enlisting the U.S. Army in November of 1992. So the same year. To me, that seems like a red flag. I don't know. You know? Well, he just got caught carrying a concealed. Mm-hmm. Was that a permit? I... The same year you get arrested for that, you join the army. Seems a little iffy to me. I don't know. Oh, no. The army will take anybody. <laughs> well. Trust me. I... Yeah, they will. <laughs> okay. But he got stationed in Germany after that. And in 1995, he married his wife, Nakoda. The couple moved to Fort Benning, Georgia in 1996. And in 1997, he was arrested for his first felony. Which he originally was arrested for a misdemeanor carrying, you know, whatever. But in 1997 was his first felony for kidnapping and raping a woman. But the charges were later dropped and cleared that August. Then he got arrested for possession of stolen goods. And in January of 1999, he was court-martialed, found guilty, and dishonorably discharged from the army. So 
I don't know if you actually charge the real crime if you're court-martialed and discharged. Is it still a criminal offense or is it just like you got kicked out offense? Do you know? It's still criminal. Okay, so you still get like a... So what happens is, if, if it has nothing to do with the military, but like he got arrested by a civilian or whatever, yeah, they court-martial him, kick him out, yeah, but and it's then still it's up to crime? the civilians. He goes to jail. So it's up to the state whether they want to prosecute or not? Pretty much. Okay, cool. Yeah. So Paul and Dakota, his wife, moved to Jacksonville, Florida, had two daughters, and this is where the majority of his time, his crimes took place, so we know all other than those two things. Now, of course, there's tons of speculation that during his time in Germany, there was a lot of crimes committed and a lot of murders, but we haven't been able to connect them to this point. But this is where his crimes that got him caught took place. He was known as a lewd womanizer around town, and he would ask women to make flicks with him. That is so nasty. Sounds like a 70s quote. You want to make flicks with me? Like you want to make a sex tape? It's weird. It's a weird thing. People still do that? People make sex tapes? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they, don't, they don't call them flicks, I don't think. I don't, I've never heard that term in my life. Now I think flicks, I think of Netflix. You know? I've heard of snuff films. See, some <laughs> people say those aren't real. I totally think those are a real thing. You know, there's always this debate like, no, they don't actually exist. I think they probably do exist. I mean, everything exists. We have the dark web and stuff. Everything exists. Mm-hmm. He would also hit on girls as young as 13 to 14 years old. So he liked any woman. It seemed like he was flirting with everybody, even children at this point. The couple would fight about money and not him not being able to keep a job as a convicted felon at this point. And by the end of 1999, his wife filed a restraining order due to domestic violence. He would become violent at the talk of divorce or anything she said, and she would also be slapped and choked by him. So after he got arrested for domestic battery in October of 2001, he spent 48 days in jail. In 2001, he also got a school bus driver job as a convicted felon. Literally the same year, getting charged with domestic battery and going to jail, he held a job as a school bus driver and an animal control worker. Animal control worker, I can see. I mean, I I did date a felon who did the animal stuff, so I, I know how that works. It's not really a big deal. But you, a school bus driver and you're a convicted felon for a violent crime seems fucking sketchy to me. But, I mean, we live in Jacksonville. We know how it is. It could, it could totally happen. Yeah, I feel like they're the reason. He's one of the people that, you know, came about, like, like the reason the new laws were made. What are the new laws? Well, what I'm saying is, I mean, obviously places aren't going to hire, uh, you know, someone like him as a school bus driver nowadays. Apparently somebody either let that slip back in the day or... It's still 2001. That's not that long ago. Oh, yeah, you're right. In 2003, he got a job at Gator City Taxi Company. Never heard of that. But like, why is everything in Jacksonville alligator themed? I hate it so much. That's what Jacksonville's known as. They're known as a swamp. It's a swamp state. So in 2003, he got a job with them as a taxi driver after they failed to do a background check. And he got his taxi permit. And also, this is also how he got a lot of his victims is through being a taxi driver. Now, that's all the information I have about his like growing up and early life. Now, let's go ahead and start talking about his crimes and his arrest. So, flying back to September 7th, 1997, after his initial violent charge of kidnapping and rape was dropped, Tracy Habersham was found dead and nude at Fort Benning after being seen leaving a party two days prior. Now, DeRusso was not a suspect in this case, but DNA later confirmed he was the killer and he did also confess to this crime. In 1997, he was seen leaving Teresa Mack's apartment carrying a TV after raping and murdering her. This is also the charge. You know, stole that woman's TV. I know, right? You killed somebody, you raped them, and then you took their TV. Also, I mean, it's 1999 when he's stealing this TV. You know, it's one of those big box tube TVs. Oh, my God. Uh, maybe. Come on now. That's about 99? Yeah. Nah, they were box tube TVs. You know, with that fat back? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Those things are disproportionately weighted. Yeah, but they don't break. Them bitches last forever. Oh, no, they don't. <laughs> 
In 2001, he was arrested for rape and given 30 days in jail plus two years probation. This man was already had a rape charge dropped and kidnapping a rape charge dropped. Now he's arrested after like raping someone and getting convicted of it and given 30 days. What the fuck? So on December 19th, 2002, he killed 18 year old Nicole L. Williams and wrapped her body in a blue blanket, then dropped her in a ditch. On January 1st, 2003, 19-year-old and six-month pregnant Nakia Kilpatrick was found raped and strangled to death with a cord around her neck in her apartment with her family coming to look for a few days later after not hearing from her. She had two children alive in the apartment still after she was dead for a few days. It was her 11-month-old and two-year-old sons. They were both found malnourished. But he didn't kill the kids. Like, he killed her in the apartment, a pregnant woman, and then, like, left her two kids there. Also, she was 19 and she was gonna have three kids. That's a lot of pressure. Eight days later, pregnant 20-year-old Shawanda Denise McAllister was raped and strangled in her apartment and left in her bedroom, which the scene was identical to the other pregnant woman that had just died eight days prior. So I think he had a thing for them. I don't know. It seems like a weird thing some people have an attraction to, but that's what he did. The scene was identical to the last victims. This kill was on the first day as his first day as a taxi driver. So he started killing as a taxi driver literally on day one. On February 5th, 2003, the bodies of 17-year-old Giovanna Jefferson and 19-year-old Sarita Cohen were found in a ditch near a construction site on New Kings Road, which I don't know where that is. Do you? No, but it sounds familiar. Doesn't it? Also, I know last year, around like middle of the summertime last year, there was also a construction site um, in Northside where they found a bunch of bodies. So this is a common thing in town where people dot bodies near construction sites. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of them. Yeah, there is. You see construction sites all the time, yet do you see any construction going on? No. Not around here. So the women were killed 10 days apart but found together in the same ditch near the construction site. So it's like he... Knew the one woman hadn't been found and went and dumped a second body in the same location, thinking it was a safe dumping ground for him. And they were both taxi customers. So both people he took something taxis and decided to kill. These were also his last known kills. So on June 17, 2003, Jerusso was arrested and charged with five counts of murder and two counts of child abuse. So obviously the murders of the murders, the child abuse is from leaving the two babies unattended and malnourished without the parent being alive anymore. He took the stand at his own defense in June of 2007 in Duval County Courthouse, even though he'd already admitted to multiple murders. He was arrested in 2003. He didn't take the stand for t- till 2007. I hate when they like... Let's have you pending trial for years. Just get it over with. Well, what takes you, what kind of evidence are you gathering in four years to tell me this dude literally had his DNA inside of somebody and you didn't put it together? I don't get it. Fibers from the blanket Nicole Williams's body was wrapped in were found in his apartment, along with jewelry from two victims. The phone records from some of the victims revealed that he was calling the cab company he worked at that night that they went missing and that he used a very particular type of slipknot and coaxial cables on his strangled victims, which is very specific. Also, like, I don't know any cool knots. I feel like that's a fun thing to know. Do you know any cool knots? Not many, but a few. I wouldn't call them cool. You know, some look cool, though. You know, you look at the little seal signs, like little sailor knots. They look cool. On December 13th, 2007, he was sentenced to death by lethal injection for Teresa Mack's murder, which is who he stole the TV from after he raped and murdered her. He was living on death row in Florida's Union Correctional Institute in Rayford, Florida, which I have no idea where that is. But in 2017, when Florida Supreme Court overturned his death sentence, he was off of death row. It's suspected that he killed several more women known during this time, especially during his time in Germany stationed overseas, but they can't put them together at this time. They didn't find any DNA on the victims that he thinks he killed in Germany. So he has at least seven victims that we know of. And they took him off death row? 
Pick him off death row. Supreme Court flips something, said he wasn't, you know. But like... So now we get to pay for his cozy life. Yeah, he's 50 Ish. years old too, so he's gonna be there a while still. So he's still a while there. He was 35 when he got charged, so he's he's still kicking it. Also, if you you know he killed at least seven people. He admitted to two of them at least. Yeah, he admitted to four of them. Okay. But like, you already know he did it. You have DNA the scene. They, he has their jewelry. Like, you have the phone calls to the taxi company he was working at. Why did you take him off death row? Express lane. I mean, obviously not. I mean... He was charged with this in 2007 and then 2017, 10 years later. Put in an express link. Well, I do understand that like over time, certain things could come out and a lot of people are innocent on death row. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this dude's like, he fucking did this shit. (laughs) I don't know whether I'm pro death penalty or not. I mean, I I lean towards that I am, but in certain situations, it's this fucked system. Oh, no. Um, You don't want to know what I think. No, I do want to know what you think. Well, I mean, I I think we've talked about it before. There are certain circumstances. However... This would be a perfect case scenario where I truly believe they need to bring back the old ways, like public Oh, you talk about the public thing again? Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm sorry, but the next generation is going to think twice if they see a person getting hung or the guillotine or something like that. They would never broadcast that, though. You know, like they, there's so many things you can't do right now that I feel like you would well, never. I'm saying bring it back for, I don't even care. Like even a year, see how that affects the numbers. I promise you it, people will start thinking differently if they actually see filing squad, bring that back. Dude, that is the scariest I, one to me. I, 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 I truly believe that, you know, for, of course, yes, there are certain circumstances depending, but in like something like this, where it's open book, shut case, like it's, it's no way. Yeah public execution i don't know okay so if you were getting publicly executed let's say you did something bad right and they give you your choice what kind of way would you go i'd be like anything with firing squad sitting there waiting for it it depends on how i feel that day i don't know well see me i i don't know i have two sides of me i I have a merciful side and i have an unmerciful side that's like all right what do you choose to die by cool we're gonna do the opposite right (laughs) that's just for those really heinous ones like you don't get it no but i'm saying if you had to pick i think i'd pick hanging i guess no, it depends. Because sometimes you don't die right away. I know that. I think I'd still pick that over being shot up a million times. Because you're going to, it's going to take you a while to bleed out depending on how I would, you get. I would, at that point, if you're worried about, oh, it's right. You're, you're against that though. I said at that I point, if I wanted it, you know, if I didn't want to suffer, wanted it to be over fairly quickly, just guillotine. Oh, yeah. But you're I, against that. <laughs> I, I hate decapitation, man. I don't know. Yeah, but you wouldn't know. I would You'd be know. gone like that. No, because there's like three seconds where your eyes and everything are still moving. That, those are just muscle twitches. I don't care. Once you separate the spinal cord, like right here. You might know for a second. Instant lights out. Instant. Yeah, but the fact that you put, okay, say I don't want to be decremated, right? I want to be buried. I don't want to think about my head flopping around in a casket it's or just not, like. You're not going to be thinking about anything. to my throat. No, you know, I still, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, there's something about decapitation I can't handle. I can't. I don't like it. I don't know. <laughs> nothing else in the world bothers me. You can, like, show me anything in the world. Nothing bothers me. That bothers me. Now, I'm not saying we should bring back, like, the, you know, Hitler-style executions. Oh, God. Like a gas chamber? Yeah. Oh, no, my God. see that? That, that, no. But, I mean, just, like, the simple ones. Guillotine. Dying from the inside hanging, out seems fucking horrible. Firing squad, yeah. Ooh, burning seems fucking horrible, too. I, yeah, see, no, that one, I would say no. Fire and drowning? Much. Horrible. Yeah, those are a little too much. Inside out kind of death and now. I mean, you're cooking your innards when you get on no. fire. It's not. It's not it. Um, but like, if someone wants to kill me and then set me on fire, I feel like I'd feel better about it. I mean, don't kill me, but like, you know, something about being caught on fire is horrible. That's all I got. I mean, I, I tried to do a local case today <laughs> just to see. Like, no one ever talks about him. There wasn't that much information on him. Um, and he's still fairly young. 
but also like i don't talk about people's appearances unless they're pieces of shit and he is this dude got a long neck yeah. <laughs> other than that he is like a, a pretty good jawline but like long neck that's the first thing i saw when i looked at him and it's okay to judge people who are pieces of shit <laughs> um but anyways i don't really have anything else for today's case i want to do a local one i know there isn't that much information on it but it's a serial killer that's from town our town our town yeah <laughs> we live here babe yeah until we move probably to texas <laughs> and you're gonna be like oh this crime happened here oh no yeah it's gonna be hot and i'm gonna be able to carry whatever i want yeah it's true i mean <laughs> it's fair enough i want the land like everything's spaced yeah. out i it's hate cheaper. being next to people i mean i do know it gets cold at night which sucks but also if it's cold at night we can have fires it's outside. only cold at night because your body adapts to the heat during the day but like if it gets cold outside we can have fires and i love a fire i love the way fire smells so i think it'd be fun we should do that but anyways thank you guys so much for joining us for today's case i know it was shorter but i hope you don't mind and uh, we'll see you next week